intuitive listeners. Thank you so much for being here. I have a very special soul with me here today, my dear friend and soul sister, Hannah Bala. I often describe Hannah as the sun. She has a way of wrapping you in warm love that always feels like home and offers a way of seeing life from a higher perspective. She is full of divine wisdom. If you ever pull up our text thread, you'll find it's packed with potent voice messages, which is actually what led to the birth of this podcast. She is the yin to my yang, and I am so grateful to know her and share this conversation with you all. Well, let's fly, sis. (laughs) Oh, I love you, and I love that we're doing this. Oh, I love you. I'm so grateful to be here with you. So do you want to share, before we jump in, do you want to share where you are, where you're from, where did you come from, where did you go, Cotton Eye Joe? Wow, now I'm dancing. (laughs) Of course, we have to start dancing. (laughs) 100. (laughs) So this is going to be the whole vibe. Oh, yeah, setting the stage. (laughs) Where did I come from? Where did I go? I am sitting in my apartment in Denver, Colorado. The leaves are turning. I see like bright yellows and reds from my apartment because we're on the fifth floor. So we get to see the treetops and it is so beautiful right now. Wow. That's amazing. I'm in the Hood River in Oregon and it's just starting to change. So it's kind of beautiful to kind of mid-October get the cusp of fall coming in. The best season. Yes. So I brought you in here today because I wanted to, sh- to share with our listeners and to talk about uh, angel numbers. You were the one that brought me into the awareness of angel numbers. Um, so I'd love if you could share, well, maybe, maybe we talk about how you even brought it into my life and then we can go into like where it came in for you. How's that sound? Yeah. Let's start cool. with your story. Yeah, just a quick little one. Um, so it was like about two years ago right now, I forget. I guess for the listeners, Hannah and I have only really known each other for about two years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We got to meet through a mutual friend and ended up both being in San Diego at the same time and just beautiful serendipity led one thing to another. And now we just, we talk (laughs) constantly and I'm so (laughs) grateful for her. We, I, I just wouldn't be who I am without Hannah and um, all of the expansive conversations that we've had over the past few years. So this one, I uh, last spring, spring of 2021, was um, living nomadically, going through my divorce and um, was feeling really good about myself, like had this new pep in my step, um, you know, like starting to travel and find who I am and everything as a solo individual and the one thing that kept kind of like bringing me back to some sort of pain was I kept seeing this number around that was associated with my ex's family um and it was like I would feel great and I'd be out doing like a beautiful hike or something and then I'd happen to look at the time and every time I looked at the time that would be the same number and I remember like Hannah and I were talking one day and everything shifted because it was like months that I carried this sort of pain and resistance around this number. And then the moment that I finally was, I shared it with Hannah, I was like, Hey, I'm feeling really great. Life is good. But like this number is haunting me. (laughs) That's that's when Hannah came in with her beautiful wisdom. um, And she shared that the number that I was seeing is an angel number. 
Um, and I remember she immediately looked it up. She's like a wizard on Google. <laughs> and she immediately looked it up for me and was sending me the different meanings behind this number. And the one that stood out to me that I carried on um, since then has been that it was a, a number associated with being on the path to your destiny. And I remember like, regardless of what you think of the world or where this might have come from or whatever, like this was just such a pivotal shift in my healing that it allowed me to just come out of my own pain and my own just placement with this number and this relationship that I was like kind of stuck in this cyclical <laughs> pattern of pain. And Hannah allowed me, um, it felt like just a breath, like a deep breath was taken and I was able to release it in this beautiful exhale of just seeing the world at a, at a different place. So um, yeah, since then, angel numbers have totally expanded. I feel like I'm constantly like <laughs> in communication with the beyond. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Hannah, I don't know if you have any um any other additions to that story or how you remember it, but that was like kind of the big pivotal moment for me and very transformational. Oh my gosh, I remember that moment so clearly. And I remember how it started to expand for you. And now you're just full blown having conversations with angels through numbers, but <laughs> it was really, really cool to see how um, the awareness can shift perspective and it can like unlock so much healing which was really, really beautiful. And I think your story and my story to the introduction of angel numbers is kind of similar because I know you were seeing 1132 and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's haunting me. I was seeing 911. <laughs> oh yeah. And you're like, oh, this has a like, scary what? meaning. <laughs> it was freaking me out. It was like 2017. And it was a time in my life when I was going through a lot of changes, um, a lot of changes, just personal work. And I remember I would like, you know how you can tap your phone and see the time? Mm -hmm. I would do it twice a day at 9-11 every wow. day. And it got to the point where, I mean, I do it many other times that day, but it happened every day, twice a day on 9-11. And it got to the point where I was getting freaked out because I'm like, 911 is like an emergency call. <laughs> yeah, like, That's not a number that you see and you're like, oh, you know? And mm -hmm. I actually told my friend Megan, who's also this like beautiful light worker. Um, and I was like, hey, this is gonna sound so weird, but I keep seeing this number and it's 911 and it's like kind of freaking me out. And that's what she told me about angel numbers. And she's like, you know, like these can be messages. Like it's such an easy way for our angels to communicate with us through numbers. So like, you should just look up what that means. And so I did. And it was like such a comforting message around like, you're being supported through a time of change. And I remember after reading that, like starting um, almost immediately the next day, I would see it and I would smile and feel so supported. And it's so interesting as how humans, like sometimes the unfamiliar can feel so scary. Um, and, and then we can like shift our perspective once we know that totally. there's nothing of yeah <laughs> and i think that comes too from like faith from within and like having that belief um yes. like turning turning that number into something that is leading you rather leading you into yourself rather than away from something so love yeah. versus fear too absolutely and then the belief and you and i have talked about this a lot that like 
what is coming from the highest good is not here to share stories of fear or warnings mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's true love and expansion. And so it's a practice I put into place too. Like whenever I start to feel fear and anxiety, it's like, where is that coming from? Because it's not coming from a place that is pure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it like reconnects you to your heart too. Even if yeah. it is guiding you through something that might otherwise be scary, it's like showing you that you're supported through whatever it is that you're entering. Totally. I think that's something, um, well, actually I'd love to hear if you have uh, any sort of description or um, where you think the angel numbers come from? Oh, such a good question. <laughs> I feel like there's so many different ways to answer this. I will say this by saying I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But I do believe that like our intuition will like kick off. And like there was a reason why I tapped my phone every day at 911. Yeah, there was something in my body and my intuition that was like telling me to do that, even though it may not have been conscious. Mm -hmm. um, and I I do think it's an, an easier way for um, our angels to communicate with us. I think it's like like the the like the toe dip. It's like it, for me, it started there and it opened up this entire world of spirituality. Um, but it started with something as easy as just seeing the same number every day. And then now, since you've kind of expanded on that, you started seeing 911, then I know from our conversations that kind of led into seeing many others, right? Yeah. And you too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 911 and then 1111, which is a really common one, I think, for folks to start seeing along with 333. Um, but the big ones, like, it started to come out really strong when we were thinking about moving to Denver and um, the number 19 showed up everywhere. Um, and to the point where like, you have to Google it, right? Cause you're like, all right, like this, it feels like there's meaning behind this. And that's something else we talked about is like, how do you know you're just seeing a number and how do you know when it's a message for you? And it's like, you feel this, you call it a glowy moment. And for me, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's like, a, it like pulls me in. It's almost like a magnet. And I looked it up and it meant like you're ending a chapter in your life and you're beginning a new one and you're fully supported in this. Um, and as we started to seriously think about moving, 56 started showing up everywhere. Um, and the meaning of that is that like all of your material needs are taken care of. And you know, my biggest fear was just like life and stability with the move. Um, and those two numbers have been constant. I still see them every day. And lately the eights have been coming up, which I think it has been for you too. Oh yeah, the eights. Oh my gosh, there's a car passing me with 6666 right now. <laughs> <laughs> the of eights course. have been coming up a lot. The sixes are so funny. Um, <laughs> to share a little backstory on that one, Hannah and I were backpacking together in Utah. I had really bad altitude sickness and we got to the top I literally felt that I could die or need to be taken out by helicopter or something because um, we had hiked up above 11,000 feet and I was just in really rough shape. And I looked at my watch from that day um, from our hike and it said that I climbed 1,666 feet. <laughs> so the 666 showed up, um, which is so funny. Now I associate it with deepening. Um, 
it is it definitely is here when it's um allowing me space for like some some form of a small death of some sort um mm -hmm. but it's been it, it was something that i resisted for a long time the 666 would show up and i'm like oh no i'm not going that way or whatever <laughs> and the more i noticed myself so i think what's really beautiful with angel numbers is noticing how you feel in your body when you see it um yeah. and even like what you're thinking at that time what you're doing like who you're thinking of whatever like however it comes up just pay attention um because the sixes were actually guiding me to release and to just be more free with my heart and be more um centered in my heart so yeah the sixes have been really really beautiful and guiding and wild very wild it's it's crazy what your intuition may guide you through <laughs> but but yeah the eights have been showing up more lately sorry go ahead if you oh, yeah. i was gonna ask you the same question where you think they come from oh yeah so i mean definitely unknown um i think that's what's beautiful about it is it's so beyond um because i the more that I have been sort of like in practice and of awareness of angel numbers, the more I realize that, you know, time and space aren't real. And they sometimes, I mean, so often now will line up with my thoughts directly. Like the two, two, twos for me are associated with uh, my soulmate and my soul fam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've had times when I'm like literally thinking about that or, thinking about it's very much like connected to uh, my sole purpose and what's coming for me and everything too. And I've had times when I'm like thinking about, so right now I'm living nomadically and I've been living out of my car and my tent and it's so great. I love living so simply, um, but I am looking for something to have a little bit more structure so I could have a table that I don't have to sit at the coffee shop like I am right now to take a call like this. <laughs> um, so I'll put that out there into the universe of, you know, I, the other day was just thinking I would love to find a bus or something like that. And as I say it, I see a car with two, two, two passing. And then mm -hmm. there was, a, there was a time that I had that thought and literally saw two, two, two on the back of like on the license plate of a bus pull out right in front of me. And then like an Eagle flew over and I'm like, am I a Disney character? I can. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that to say yeah no idea where the fuck angel numbers come from but uh, i do believe that like the more we connect with our intuition um the more we may see and allow ourselves to be guided by them and it kind of you know the light lines up uh when we allow so things like my thoughts will line up with what i'm seeing then and it just it feels really good to know that whatever we're doing i'm so floaty in the unknown in a beautiful space but you know just flowing with the wind and the sea and everything <laughs> so yeah. it's very very great to know that it is supported oh my gosh and you dropped the fuck so i'm gonna drop a fuck but like how fucking <laughs> how fucking exciting is it right like and just to have like that moment of like joy and to feel supported when you see these numbers and sync with your thoughts and sync with like the rhythm of your movement and your day is so special totally. and we talk about this it's like it happens all the time but the joy and the surprise doesn't go away mm -hmm. oh yeah it just it kind of expands more yeah. than anything and now i feel like i could write out like a 
full encyclopedia of all the messages and numbers that I get. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to say that it's really interesting because you and I have also talked about like the the pace of life and then the rhythm of the universe and how when we sync up with the rhythm that's meant for us it's magic and i think often like sometimes where the numbers come from is we're in sync with the rhythm that's Ooh. meant for us and so when yeah. that car drives by like you're exactly where you're supposed to be thinking what you're supposed to think seeing that number yeah oh that's such a good way of putting it you gave me chills <laughs> <laughs> i love that I also like something that we've been talking about too is like, you know, we have our associations with different numbers. And I do believe that like anytime you see an angel number, and typically, like even for me, it started out with like my birthday or numbers associated with family. Like my grandpa was showing up a ton um, through my healing of my divorce and everything. And he still shows up a lot. And I'm always like, What's up, grandpa? <laughs> um, but I think the practice has become like, having this associate association with the number um but then and like allowing this um beautiful light to come through but then also um detaching so releasing yeah. any sort of attachment from like what that number means like though yes like like one one ones for me um and i know for you too are like associated with a new beginning um mm -hmm. and so you can see that and feel that in your body and it might like bring this beautiful light within but to attach from a sort of outcome, I think is an important practice with angel numbers and with, you know, just seeing signs from the universe. Um, I, I wrote this down in my journal this morning, an example of that for those who are maybe not um, connected with angel numbers or maybe not following us right now. <laughs> I wrote down this example of like, um, so say you're like walking down the street and you smell chocolate and you like immediately smell it so you have the sense of smell that you can follow with your nose to walk along the blocks to find where the chocolate is coming from and as you're walking you might start to dream about where this is taking you like maybe it's a chocolate factory maybe you love cookies and you're hoping that there's some cookies at the end whatever you start to kind of attach to this outcome of where the chocolate is leading you and then when you get there Maybe like you missed some things along the way, uh, like because you were walking and you were so focused on like this idea ahead of you that maybe along the blocks, like there was something that you were meant to see while you were walking um, that you might have missed. And then even once you get there, maybe there weren't cookies or maybe it was someone cooking at their house and they, there's not actually a bakery that you can get to, <laughs> you know? So like, I don't know, I think it's really interesting. It's like the same kind of um, practice with angel numbers is like, seeing it allowing yourself to be guided but like detaching from the outcome like not needing to show that there's going to be cookies at the end um maybe there's a cake instead you know <laughs> so oh my gosh do you have a sweet tooth oh my gosh i have such a sweet tooth do you not know this about me <laughs> <laughs> that was actually something i was going to ask you is do you have a favorite cookie <laughs> Ooh. Oatmeal raisin or a snickerdoodle? Okay. I was thinking snickerdoodle for you earlier. So I love that that Ooh. came up. Snickerdoodle sounds great. Yeah, I, I do have such a sweet tooth though. It's it's a problem, but it's something that I allow myself to have because, you know, yeah. we all have our things. <laughs> 100%. And that's such a beautiful analogy. I totally agree. It, it is not 
um, I often feel like we we can get lost when we prescribe too much in our journey, you know, and the attachment. Like I know I've been the most dis- disappointed um, when I attach to a story or an idea and it needs to happen that way. It becomes this thing that I expect versus mm-hmm. the signal. Like when we were moving, you know, we got, I got the numbers, I got the nods and the signals and decided to like release any sort of prescription around how it was going to happen. And it happened as it was supposed to, um, which is a really, really hard practice. Cause I think for me, at least it's my, it's almost like, I don't even think about it and I'll attach an expectation. And I almost have to more consciously release the expectation that has already yeah. been attached. Totally. And do you have a practice? I know you do a lot of journaling. Is there um, any practice that you'd like to share of how you release expectations? I know that's one of the harder things for me as well, is just not attaching to an outcome or, you know, having that ability to ask and allow the messages without um, sort of even trying to like manipulate them ourselves, you know? Yeah, I think um, part of it is like knowing that it's going to happen and being mm-hmm. like giving yourself grace for it because it will happen. And then recognizing what it is and whatever practice it is you can do to let it go the best you can because sometimes it's hard to, you know? Um, and one thing I like to always remember is that the story's not done yet. And so. Oh, yeah things don't happen exactly as I expected. Yeah, you know, it may hurt, but there's something bigger happening for me. And so that helps often to be able to say, okay, there's no attachment because whether it happens or not, it's happening for me. Totally. I love that. I actually have an example to share that just came up. Uh, (laughs) This is not necessarily in angel numbers, but in messages from the beyond. Um, When I was in Vancouver, I was staying there um, this summer for in a long-term stay. And I had a ticket to see the band camp within a few days of getting there. And I always like to buy an extra ticket just to kind of see where the ticket may go. And mm-hmm. I know Hannah, I've shared this story with you, um, <laughs> but wanted to share with our listeners because it's, it's such an interesting and beautiful lesson of detachment. Um, So I had this extra ticket. I'm there for a few days. I'm like hoping to find someone that I can share this ticket with. I typically would like try to make a friend somewhere or, you know, find someone that I can give the ticket to before the show. But this was like down to the wire. I hadn't found anyone. So I went into a meditation um, and just kind of opened the space and asked, um, asked for guidance on like where I'm meant to be, what, what might be coming or what's meant to happen or whatever. And in that meditation, I immediately saw this guy, his name is Joe, and he's in the band camp. And I saw him and I standing at a counter together. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So like in the meditation, I saw this. And then I almost like my thinking mind took over and I like jumped in and I like started to manipulate where that went. So I saw him and I, and then I was like, oh yeah, like we're gonna hang out. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna meet some people through them. I'm gonna go to the concert. It's gonna be a banger, like whatever. <laughs> so then I go, I go into the weekend with this expectation of like this happening. Um, Cause I, I also like two days before the camp show had um, tickets to this folk festival. So I was like, oh, it'll, it'll happen at the folk festival, like whatever. So I go to the folk festival and within like an hour of being there, I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Like, <laughs> what am I thinking? 
So I, I just released this expectation and I allow myself, I, I like to say like, since I solo travel all the time, I like to uh, center into like, how can I be the most myself everywhere that I go? So if I was there and I was trying to find like <laughs> this guy named Joe and at a counter or whatever, then like I wouldn't be present. So I released yeah. this expectation and it didn't happen. And I'm like, yeah, you dummy, like <laughs> whatever. So <laughs> I mean, I'm a little nicer to myself, but I laughed it off. So then the next day, um, the day it was, so this was two days before the camp concert on a Saturday, camp concert was on a Monday. So then that Sunday, I'm still like, okay, the tickets or like the show is tomorrow. I even tried everything that I could do to sell this ticket. Nothing was allowing me like, it was giving me errors. So I was like, okay, universe, I see you. Like I'm meant to meet someone. So <laughs> <laughs> this is Sunday. I like last minute decided to go to a Lumineers show. I go to the Lumineers show and I bought a ticket through like a third party seller and I go up to use the ticket and it showed that my ticket wasn't in my account yet. So I was like, oh shoot, I got to walk around to will call. So this is like a huge arena in downtown Vancouver. I do this full loop around the full arena. I could have gone right and I accidentally went left and did like, I had to do like a full loop, but whatever, I'm in this like state of bliss. I hadn't even thought about going to the concert until like hours before. So I'm just kind of happy to be there and you know, whatever. So I go and I'm waiting at will call and it's taking a while um, for things to get settled out. And then I end up having to be on call with customer service, whatever. It's a whole thing. And I'm just standing there as the concert's starting, like, all right, I wonder if I'm going to get in or what's going to happen. And as I'm standing there, Joe from camp walks up to the counter right next to me. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so it was, it was literally like the universe and the angels were showing me like, that this would happen but then they they were like but not the way that you think it's going to like release expectation with um your prediction and, and how it's going to happen and just let it happen so it's like the moment that i let go of this like knowing that this would happen that him and i would end up at the counter was when it actually did um wow. but the funny thing was when it did happen i just smiled i just stood there and smiled and i saw him walk up and we like even met eyes and i could have talked to him and like attached like i did in my meditation but i just smiled and i was like thank you like <laughs> thank you for this lesson because uh, um, it really it guided me then and then because of that i ended up going to the concert meeting this guy named connell shout out connell i know you're listening <laughs> um <laughs> sweet little irishman from well, from Ireland, uh, he was living in Vancouver and now is in Montreal. And like, I wouldn't have otherwise met him. And I'm so grateful that I did. Um, and it's because I released, I released the expectation. Yeah. I released this um, like need for this outcome. Um, and I allowed this lesson to guide me. So yes. yeah, sharing that example, because I think that's the same practice with angel numbers or with any sort of um, signs that we get from the universe, from our ancestors who have passed um, and whatever. So, yeah. That's such a beautiful example, Em, and one of many um, that I know you have. And it's incredible what happens when we let go because no matter how hard we try, we have one view of our life and it is ours and it is small. Um, and what we prescribe is often like, so much smaller than what the possibility is. And when we let go, we allow for that possibility to come in. And that's been one of the most humbling lessons I've learned 
in the last few years being the control freak that I I'm like a recovering <laughs> control freak. <laughs> but I I learned that every day because even you know as we very intentionally plan a direction for our lives, things don't they never work out fully the way you expected mm. to. And part of it is trusting that what does happen is so much bigger um, and meant to serve so much more than what we imagined. Oh, totally. You also just brought up the point that I've learned from you um, in asking. Because I think like mm-hmm. when you when you notice that you are like trying to control, this is something that I've witnessed your pra- you practicing um, as you've come into all of these big life changes and normally you would want to control and you've shifted like anytime you notice control rising, you shift into asking and allowing. And I think that is just such a beautiful practice and something I'm really grateful to have learned from you. (laughs) Thank you for reflecting that back. Cause sometimes the ask is like, I'm really scared right now. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I think that's nice too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think like anytime that you need anything, like it's just really beautiful. It's a, it's a great reminder to know that we can ask. And then to watch, just stay witness to what happens around us. Yes. And there's this belief system. And we've talked about this too, that like the universe wants us to live in abundance. It, you know, there aren't like things working against us other than ourselves and our limiting beliefs. And so when we can practice letting that go, and that's something I learned so beautifully from you. I feel like we should talk about this separately because there's so much there. Um, but how to heal and release belief systems and things that have just kind of, yeah, remained in us for so long that we're letting go as adults is also really big. So much of our fears come from that. And sometimes even asking is like finding a way to release that in some way. Ooh, yeah. Could you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah. On your fear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, I think like stability and financial stability has always been this really big fear of mine. And I'm always like, oh my gosh, I take one wrong step and I'm going to lose everything. Um, And it's a huge fear of mine. And as we were moving, it came up a lot. It came up a lot. And the way it would come up in the way I'd ask is more of like a, I am, help me, please help me to practice how to trust. And that was what it was. Like, it wasn't like, hey, can I be financially? It wasn't like that. It was more like, I'm recognizing this fear. And I would really like support in letting go and learning how to trust. And so recognizing if the ask is egoic versus like, um, is there a deeper lesson here? Is there deeper healing that needs to happen? Let's make the ask for that. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I, it also made me wonder, um, and I think I know this from our conversations, but how do you ask? Yeah. Like, do you just say it out I, loud? Do you write it? It's <laughs> a really good question. It often happens <laughs> in meditation. And, you know, like I have a morning meditation practice, um, but yeah. it often happens there. Um, and then I can like really, really spend some time thinking, thinking the universe too, because there's so much support and there's so much love happening. Um, and there's sometimes, I don't know if you do this, but I do this where I just walk and then a thought comes up and I'll like ask it, I'll ask, I'll make the ask in the moment as the thought comes up. 
and it like allows me to like it just lets me let go oh yeah that's like the practice of observing too yeah yeah it's really beautiful it's very um guiding to like allowing yourself to be guided i think is so freeing Mm -hmm. it's building that trust in your heart it is i mean everything we need we have with us i think part of the hard work is learning how to listen Mm, totally i i think um for sake of time i'd love to talk to a little bit more dig into angel numbers specifically a little bit more um if you have anything to share on like for someone who is totally new to this like how might you just start getting into it or yeah like any practices i guess for someone who's curious yeah oh my gosh um i've been saying this to you the last few days but a message i've been getting so much the last few days like it's loud it's loud and my heart is pay attention um and i don't really know where that's coming from but i feel like it applies here too um which is just to pay attention to what's around you um you'll see numbers every day but less often will you see numbers where you linger on it and you're like wait what is that and when that happens pay attention and see if that's something that like your intuition is calling to if your curiosity is calling to it it may not be like the one one ones or the three three threes it may be something completely different but i think that they're they're there we just need to listen oh yes that's beautiful i think um what also came up too is like maybe it's not numbers for everyone um mm-hmm. like you and you and i feel very connected to numbers but it could be like colors it could be yeah. birds you know it could be it's like a song that plays like i have a song <laughs> that's played um through my healing it was actually because i got married on september 21st so the song september plays all the time <laughs> it's a beautiful little check-in it happened on the way to my very first ever date after 11 years of being in a relationship i was driving to my first date and i think you know this story but yeah. that song came on and it and it now like it guides me it um it allows me to check in with myself to see yeah. like how am i feeling am i okay <laughs> like you know and it's, it's not like taunting but yeah it just allows you i think really allows you space to check in with yourself and to grow deeper with your heart and your intuition. Yeah, that's such an important call out. I'm you're right. It's not always numbers. It could be anything. It could be yeah. anything. Um, one practice that I started really early on, I learned it from, I forget where, but basically the guidance was to ask a question and then sit silently and then like whatever song comes to mind immediately. <laughs> Ooh. Just see, just see if there's anything there. And it was, Ooh, yeah. it was just kind of fun to do too, you know? But yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's a fun cool. place to start too. And how does it feel? Like if you hear a song and you don't feel connected to it, like you know that versus if you hear a song and you're like, oh, I, I this means something. It's a good way to practice like how intuition feels. Yeah, it's really like listening to yourself. Like yeah. noticing how you respond mm, that's yeah. so good so i'd love to hear too like if you have any other personal practices i know 
that you do your journaling. I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing like your different pen, how you use the different colors. Yeah. I'd love to know more of like how you connect with your intuition specifically and how um, others may grow deeper with their connection with their own intuition through these yeah. practices. And I truly believe everyone has their own way of doing this. So I'd love to hear what yours is after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, usually um, for me, the morning is such a sacred time. So um, I'll go on a walk, I'll do a meditation, and then I'll journal. Um, and lately, my journaling has changed in that I feel a lot of silence in my mind. And so writing has changed a lot. But what I generally do is I use a black pen to get my logic brain out. Um, and usually that'll take up a page or two. I just want to like deplete the thinking brain and get it all out on paper. So I leave space for like what's deeper. Um, so once I finish with the black pen, I'll pick up a blue pen and the blue pen is just free writing. Um, whatever, it doesn't have to make sense. It's just whatever comes out, comes out. And some of the coolest shit <laughs> has come out <laughs> with the blue pen. And I think I've also associated the color blue now with like just free. And so Ooh. there's no judgment. Like I assign like my, my ground rules to writing with the blue pen and it's like, it's kind of conditioned in me now but it's just been a really, really great kind of therapeutic practice for me to get all of my like anxious thinking, logical brain stuff out before I just release. Ooh, I love that so much. When you said um, the blue pen makes you feel free, I just like saw the ocean. Like I felt you connected mm. to the ocean and it's like the, the ocean has such a way of freeing us and for you to like allow that through this free writing, you know, like, wherever you are, you can carry that same like spirit of the ocean with you. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I never thought of it that way. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I know you're a little surfer girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank what you about for sharing you? that practice too. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, definitely like staying in practice with meditation. Um, honestly, like moving my body has been really important more lately. Um, I've been very uh, focused or just kind of curious about like what my body is teaching me. Um, and I think that our, our body speaks to us in so many ways. And I know you and I have talked about this. Hannah just recently had some yellow jackets <laughs> sting her <laughs> and cause a lot of pain. But um, our bodies like really do teach us. So I, I've been practicing that through um, like self-guided yoga um, and really just listening, what does my body need right now? What is my body telling me? Um, and a lot of that has come in response to my healing through um, anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. I have a poem that's like, what is, like, I would speak to my anxiety. Like, what is, what are you trying to teach me? And this is kind of like what you were saying earlier with like a thought coming up or a song, like being curious about the song. So the same thing is like curious about my body, curious about uh, like anxiety that comes in and then yeah just like I think meditation is the underlying thing there and just staying present um and all the different practices that allow me to stay present or you know like meditation and writing and um riding my bike is a huge one I call my bike my integration station <laughs> I freaking love that <laughs> it's like sometimes you know I go off and I'm just on a real deep like soul oh. dive and then I just go out on my bike and it's like no thought. <laughs> oh <laughs> and my I just, gosh. 
feel it all in. So yeah, I think listening, listening is the big one. That's been my um, big intent for this year is really just listen. And that will continue to expand deeper into the soul and intuition. I love it. I have a question for you um, more around. I feel like once you opened up to angel numbers, it opened up really expansively for you. Um, as folks are exploring this and like stepping into it, what advice do you have around that? I know we talked about like detaching from any expectations, but anything else that you learned as you know you were expanding into this space? Yeah, I think um, trust. Trust is a big one. Um, and just knowing that it is coming from a place of love, whatever it is. So like like I said with the sixes earlier, like the six, six, sixes have guided me to some <laughs> wild experiences. Like I can, I can do a full book on just what the sixes have guided me through. It's so beautiful, but um through that like even in the worst moments it was like you are in this deepening and you will be okay and i trusted and every time like i found my way out or i was guided out you know um so i think trust trust is such a big one and that that is also a practice of building faith within um yeah. so it's really like you so with angel numbers or any signs those they all feel or they all uh, at first appear external you know like these things that we see around us feel um, external and there's that trust that you build externally but then allowing that to transform into faith within your heart i think is um really the beautiful loving practice uh, that grows from this too oh, i love that so much I love that so much. Yeah, it's been inspiring to see your journey with the numbers too. And so, mm. yeah, I hope this is an expansive one for others as they start to listen to that poll, you know, and pay attention mm. to those. Totally. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking that question too. That was a that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> this All is right. fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Is there anything else that's coming up? Any more fucks that you want to? <laughs> no. <laughs> any other fucks I want to drop? There's so many fucks I can drop anytime. <laughs> oh um, did you say that you had a poem on anxiety? I did. Um, I can try to find it. Yeah, I would be. I would love if that's something you're willing to share. Sure. Yeah. So I just pulled it up. It is. What are you trying to teach me? I asked my mind, found in thought patterns, captured in time. She responded with fear of all the unknowns, of what might happen when I'm free to roam. This is a short little sweet one. It's so beautiful, Em. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for asking. That was, it felt good to read. Ah, uh, amazing. All right. Well, Hannah, is, is there anything else that comes to mind that you want to talk about or share anything before we close out? No, thank you for having me. This was such an expansive conversation. I appreciate you so much. Yes, I am like full smiles over here. I want to go dance along this river that I'm looking at. <laughs> I will. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing this. I'm expanding on this conversation. I'm so grateful to have shared this space with you. And I know that others are just going to be 
lion with us here on Angel oh, Numbers cool. and so excited to see where this may lead others. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And is there anywhere um, that anyone can like stay connected with you or anything that you want to share on that? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram, Hannah Bella, and I am in the early stages of putting together a website. It's called risingoutdoors.com. More around how nature fuck can yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to interrupt with the fuck yeah, because Hannah has I'm been so talking glad you about did, doing this. <laughs> it's it's a long time coming. Like, out loud. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. Yeah. If you want to repeat that, just make sure it wasn't cut off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Risingoutdoors.com. Um, not really prescribing fully what it's going to be yet, but what I do know is that um, you know, you know me in the last few years, I've really, really connected to the outdoors and nature. And I truly believe it is the biggest healer um and a way for us to return to self. And so it's a space that honors that. Um, and we'll see where it goes. I can't wait. Hannah has given me a sneak peek at some stuff and I am just so excited for it to be out in the world. It is going to be so expansive and just feel so much light around it. I'm so excited. Thank you. Well, you've been a big supporter of this whole journey. So I appreciate you uh, so much. Likewise, <laughs> sister. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. So grateful. Um, yeah. Should we say it together? Let's keep glowing. <laughs> yes. On account of right. three. Yeah. One, two, Here. three. Let's keep, Let's keep glowing. glowing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love you. Love you all. Love you. Thank you so much. <laughs>